Hello and welcome back to another episode of How Do You Survive Your Twenties? My name is Jonah. I'm Joe. And today we are joined by the third guest of season two so far, Keaton. Keaton Walker, how are you doing? Hey, doing well. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. No worries. In fact, I think you're the second American now that we've interviewed. So. You are the second. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Branched honored, out a little bit honored. international. Yeah, yeah, Keeping yeah. it going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of a brief introduction of who you are? Uh, my name is Keaton Walker. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Grew up there. Uh, served a mission for my church from... Uh, 18 to 20 and then once I got back from that I went to school for a year and hated it and so I decided to drop out and start a business instead and so I've been doing that for about the last year and a half and now I'm currently living in London uh, just that's how I met Joe and Jonah and it's been a blast here in London I'm just running the business remotely and I'll head back to America here because my visa is up soon but yeah that's me that's pretty cool. Uh, what's been your best law, your favorite pie in London so far? Ooh, I think just Joe being so close to so many things. <laughs> <Joe and Jonah. laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> besides that, because uh, that was a given anyway. So yeah, besides the two that, incredible hosts, of we're this actually uh, number five on TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just say having so many things so close. I mean, there's just an endless list of things to go visit. So. If I ever need a break, I can just pop outside and go walk literally anywhere. And there's there's so much to see. Yeah, because we we've been to Salt Lake, we've been to Utah, and like I I love Utah. I think it's an amazing place, and I think there's so many things to do. But the kind of things that you can do in Utah are very different to the things you can do in London. It's a very, it's a very outdoorsy yeah. place. Utah. Yeah, it's a great yeah. place for like. If you don't just... like the outdoors, it's probably not your kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 It's true, and you can't walk. I mean, here you can walk or take the tube anywhere, and there you have to. I didn't see one person walking yeah. in Utah. That was the whole time. Like, everyone's in a wheelchair, some kind of car. Like, yeah, it's... in office, everything is just like so far away from each other, and in... there's like barely like public transport as well. Like, you can't just get yeah. a tube or like a bus or anything like that. There was a train. There, there was that one train. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But I, I remember we were driving with our cousin and. Uh, and uh, we like drove through this and like, oh, this is the city of so-and-so. And then two minutes later, it was like, well, that was it. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. small. Even like yeah. Salt Lake City, which is like the capital city of Utah, is still like relatively quite small for a city anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what drives me nuts about London is people are like, oh, you live in London. Like, where do you live? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I live you know re- near regent's park and they're like oh you live in london <laughs> Not- <laughs> yeah yeah there's like there's london like- and then there's like london london yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah i was i actually live in scotland that's how far <laughs> i live <laughs> yeah very true very true amazing so just for our audience to get to know you a little bit more we're going to do like a kind of a quick fire round just a couple small questions for you okay, so cool. are you android or iphone iphone Good. Correct answer. Well, We've only met one Android person, in all fairness. Oh, is that Josie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, only one traitor to the cause. But... <laughs> uh, the next one is takeout or restaurant? Um, takeout, but watch a movie as well. Ooh, if we're not going to watch a movie, I'd rather go to the restaurant. Ah, very good. And what's like your go-to takeout? Like, do you like Chinese food best? Italian? Yeah, some Thai food. Oh, Thai food, nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> None of the options I gave you were nice. <laughs> you like Chinese or, or Italian? Oh, in between. Yes. <laughs> because Thai's in between. Thai, yeah, you got Italian. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> if you take some of the letters of those two words, you get Thai food. I like how you really made that work. <laughs> Proudest moment of today. Uh, what's your favorite uh, karaoke song? Um, Praying by Kesha. Do you know what, Keaton? That's a hard song. I, wow. I, of all the people in the world, I can't really imagine you doing karaoke. Have you ever done karaoke? <laughs> of course. Are you kidding me? You can't, you can't imagine me doing that? <laughs> okay. There you go. Sorted. Karaoke. As soon as we're out of tier two, karaoke. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely try and do that before you go back to America. Yeah, him and Wilma. Like Wilma's like Wilma yeah, Wilma like, really likes the karaoke yeah, yeah. tunes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you both pick really big songs. Like you'd really be going for it. Good for you. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one is worst job you've ever had, Keaton. And don't say so... the one you have now because you work for yourself. So that'd be a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I've actually never had a job except my family business. Um, I worked there since I was like 14 years old really lucky that way so it's my best and worst job that's cool ever, what was the, the only business? job what did you do there he sold uh, thai uh, thai food it's <laughs> a mix between chinese no. and italian they didn't really know what thai food was so <laughs> i wish i wish no it's actually a, a swim school for little kids so they teach like babies how to swim so i started out teaching little kids how to swim when i was like 14 like helping my nieces and nephews, when you were like, two years cousins. old you taught your the next like one-year-old like. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> That's pretty cool, and though. then i kind of so after i returned for my mission as well that's where i was working and then I, I started doing marketing for them kind of transferred out of the pool into the office team and then um that's how i got into like starting the business that i run now is oh, through cool. the marketing that i learned there Oh, that's pretty, that's cool. pretty cool. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. And you don't you don't just have a business, do you? You're you're a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, if, if that's what we want to call it, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, you've had a pretty you've had some pretty good big videos. I'd yeah, say, that's so. true. Yeah, we want to actually talk about those, don't we? All right. So actually, so this is kind of like talking about YouTubing and and the discussion. Uh, so first of all, I want to throw Keaton a, a compliment. Uh, the more I get to know Keaton. The less I no, I'm just joking. The more I get to know Keaton, the more the more I I respect him, and and it's there's more to the compliment. I'm just forming it. Don't worry. Like, but the more I realize just how kind of wise Keaton is, and like how intelligent he is, and not only that, how brave he is as a person, and the Keaton's more having a great day right now. <laughs> you can't see this, but he's crying. But like, um, and I yeah, I was I kind of. Uh, we 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 met about two months ago, and um, and I we was I was driving him somewhere, uh, him and a few other people, and I heard him chatting in the back, and he talked about this uh, this YouTuber that he likes called Ali Abdal Abdul Abdal, yeah Abdal yeah Abdal yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like oh I listened to his podcast, and as soon as he heard that I was like me and Keaton we're gonna get along. <laughs> so um, Keaton, what what kind of like YouTube channel do you do you have? Yeah. First of all, thank you so much. I didn't want to interrupt the, co- the compliment, <laughs> but that means a lot. It means a lot. And now it's on record forever uh, as well. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> well, I might edit it out. <laughs> I might regret it. <laughs> um, so the channel I run is honestly just, 
it's like a way for me to be less angsty in my personal life because I'm angsty on YouTube. <laughs> no, that's not really what it is. <laughs> it's more like I just have a lot of like thoughts and uh, like really deep feelings that I feel like I need to express somehow. And so I do it on YouTube. So mostly I just talk about intentional living, uh, lifestyle design, uh, a little bit of like minimalism, essentialism, uh, all kinds of things that interest me. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of a personal brand for me to share what I'm learning in life and in business. And it's, it's a lot of fun. That's pretty cool. And folks, we watched um, there's a particular video that you posted uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, just talking about perfectionist OCD, which we just thought was mm-hmm. really interesting. You said a lot of really good points. So we just wanted to discuss that video on today's podcast. Um, can you just kind of talk a little bit about what perfectionist OCD is and like how you described it? Yeah. So what's interesting about that video is I. I literally, most of my videos, like I was working on one that's it's probably going to be about 15 to 30 hours total put into the video. And that one was very much like I just spent maybe 20 minutes scripting it, just sat down, filmed it. And the editing was, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of fancy editing in there, but it was very much from the heart. And I wasn't expecting uh, it to like really speak to that many people. It was more just like I felt like I needed to get out. Um, but actually a lot of people have told me I had a, a message from an old friend today who who wrote me like five paragraphs about the video. I talked to another friend who said he really related to it. And so uh, first of all, I think that perfectionistic OCD is so real. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's being experienced by a lot of different people and also Joe, Joe and and Joan as well. You you both mentioned that you enjoyed that video. So and and that's why we're talking about it now. So first of all, it's it's more common than we think, but uh, for me, it, it manifests itself specifically, I think, because, because I come from a religious background. The It's more like I feel like I need to be perfect for God or have an idea of what God thinks is perfection. And I feel like I have to live up to that. So I set nearly impossible standards for myself. I set impossible standards for myself, but I don't hold myself directly to them. I just hold myself as close as I possibly can to them, which is unsustainable. In that video, I didn't uh, mention this specifically, but um, like the form of perfectionistic OCD that I have is actually called scrupulosity. And again, this is like self-diagnosed. I'm not like nobody told me that I had this. Sure. I just kind of figured it out. And that's specifically related to religion, but it's, I mean, so many people have in so many different ways. So the friend, for example, another friend I was talking to about this, um, he said, He's like, yeah, I really related to that video. For me, it's like I spend 30 minutes scrolling on Instagram and then I just hate myself and I end up just berating myself and and I my whole day is ruined because of those 30 minutes that I wasted instead of just kind of putting that behind me mm-hmm. and moving forward. So that's like a very everyday example that I'm sure most people listening to this right now have experienced oh for sure like i mean you spoke about how obviously it can never affect you because you're raised in a religious household etc like it can come in so many ways like you said and it can affect so many people in small ways and bigger ways obviously it, you said it was self-diagnosed but some people can you know experience it where they do need to get help and sometimes it's just kind of small stuff that you know can trigger on like every so often but that is really true. And we were watching it and Joe made the point as well because you posted it when you turned 23 on your 23rd birthday. And he's like, oh, wow, he is so young. But it, it doesn't really matter how old you are, how much experience you have. It can really come to anybody, which is quite interesting. So you, you said yeah. that you've kind of 
uh, been on this journey last six weeks or so where you started to recover from this. Um, yeah. What, because, because this perfectionism or this, this self critique that we, you know, that is so common to throw at ourselves these days because of, well, because we're surrounded by, you know, social media, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What have you been doing to, to combat this? Yeah. So the realization came, I took a, like a week off from work and literally everything just like turned my phone off, turned, uh, all outside communication off. And I went up to Scotland for a week and that was where I finally, I think bought myself enough space to realize how damaging it was and how much it was affecting me. So I, three or four days into that, which, you know, if you're listening to this, take note, like it takes a while being away from social media, just from the constant, uh, notifications and everything else in your life. And it was just this quiet morning where I was meditating and those two words came to my mind, just like perfectionistic OCD. This is, this is what's going on. Oh, I see. Okay. So it was while you were away that you realized the issues that you had. Yeah, it was, it was by buying myself that space that I was able to have the realization. And then since then, it's just been a matter of reminding myself because these are thought patterns that have been ingrained for 23 years, you know, Mm. um, it's just been a matter of every time I'm, and it, it really isn't that difficult to recognize now that I understand it and that I, I feel like I've gotten a, a real confirmation that this is what I have. Um, whenever those thoughts come, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is the OCD speaking, not me. And originally I thought, oh, it's bad. I don't want to identify with this because if I identify with it, then it becomes part of me. I become a victim, all of these things. But it was actually more helpful to me to identify with it and say, yeah, I have this because it allowed me to separate myself from it in, in a way. So I, I'm saying, okay, this is Keaton talking. And then, okay, here's the OCD that is berating myself. Like, that's not me. That's not God. That's not anybody else except this issue that I have. And I can just kind of quiet it that way because I've accepted it. And I'm, I'm like, okay, this is my companion for the next however long until I'm able to overcome it. But recognizing and just accepting it and really, truly accepting it has helped me to overcome it. Damn. <laughs> that, I'm, this, this, is what I'm, this is what I was saying before in my compliment. As, as badly butchers as it was is I just I think that's incredible because that takes like months and years people it sometimes it takes months and years of people and therapy to get to that point and you just kind of figured it out like I'm uh, wow yeah because I, I I agree sorry John I'm interrupting you no sorry uh, well I don't care anyway <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, that's this thing I've I've been doing like headspace and stuff and it honestly like the best 50 pounds I've ever spent nice. and it's it's trying to yeah just trying to reflect and recognize that yeah you might have these negative thoughts but just recognize them and don't beat yourself up about having them and don't try and force them out necessarily entirely don't try and just ignore the problem think positively but recognize you have them take a step back realize what's going on and be comfortable with yourself kind of like what Wilma was saying as well just mm. recognizing who you are and then yeah just taking it one step at a time taking that step back and uh yeah this this is what i mean i just i i, I li- i'm living quite a busy life uh right now it's my first year of teaching 
it's 10 11 hour days so on so on and my weekends are taken up because you know i'm so popular and i have so many friends etc etc <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> wiping the tear away from your face <laughs> hey mum counts as a friend right? <laughs> and but do you know what's funny is so I, like I, during the day i get all these emails from work it's constant and then i get all these notifications as well from like friends etc etc and i come home and i like spend like a good hour trying to deal with them yeah my my phone is kind of crashing right now and so just to kind of get it going i'll switch it off and those five minutes when my phone switched off i feel really really calm <laughs> it's really <laughs> really nice and uh yeah i think it's it's all about kind of taking that step back and realizing what's important and, and i wish i would learn that when i was 23 because I'd have a lot less grey hairs <laughs> and probably less baggy eyes now at 27. You also made a really good point in the video. Uh, you're talking about lingering regrets because Joe and I, we've done a couple podcast episodes now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Joe and I, we have lots of lingering regrets. <laughs> well, we do, but <laughs> I wasn't going to specifically bring it up. <laughs> Investing in Beanie Babies, number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got no regrets about that, Joe. You did money not. was spent. You... No, we didn't invest in Beanie. <laughs> oh, okay, right. we didn't have the money. <laughs> no, we uh, we've done a couple of podcast episodes recently where we talked about taking risks and kind of trying to live with less regrets. But you kind of spoke about mm -hmm. in your video about moving past and letting go of those lingering regrets. Do you want to talk a little bit, kind of more about you know in your you know theology how you do that and how you live without having these lingering regrets yeah um i think just seeing i i'm not very good at it but when i am good at it it's when i am able to see failure as feedback instead of failure itself so in dating example and <laughs> in dating go, wah, wah. for example <laughs> 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 I, my early relationships. I can tell that's Jonah's problem. Yeah. Too, right? <laughs> Please continue, um, Keaton. Yeah. Um, so anyways, in dating, for example, <laughs> my early relationships were very turbulent and very up and down. And it was completely my fault. Like looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Like I really hurt this girl. And looking back like I still Sarah if you're that. out there Keaton says sorry I'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what she's called I have no idea <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I mean now I can talk about it as like an objective third party because I feel like I've become a different person uh, so I think that helps and regret is also it's it's always going to hit you a little bit harder if you haven't changed mm. but because I've changed I've i those mistakes aren't who I am today and that helps a lot. Um, and other things that I just, I don't know, it's, it's just like a matter of literally just talking back to the, the mean voices every single day and just saying, Hey, like <laughs> I, I can't deal with you right now. Like that's literally <laughs> the point I'm at with a lot of things in my life. Like <laughs> I don't care what you have to say. Um, because I hope, it, I hope you didn't say this to your girlfriend at the time. I, I think I know what the problem <laughs> I was. I can't right? deal with this right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that's, those are my thoughts about dating uh, as one example, but I have regrets in a lot of other areas of life and it just comes down to like telling that thought to just, 
go away or just ignoring it or I don't know. I haven't really figured out mm. exactly what to do. I think the more stillness and kind of meditation and uh, less busyness we bring into our lives, the more we'll be able to recognize what's true and what's not. And, and the more we'll realize that moving on from those regrets is going to be the best decision for us, learning from them and then just, just going from there. So I have a, I have a question for, for the two of you. Okay. But not yourself, though. No. Well, for the for all of us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Self question: How do you, how do you stop yourself from comparing yourself to others, especially in your twenties? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, so, I one of my favorite authors, Ryan Holiday, he has a video about this about ego. He's written a book called "Ego Is the Enemy," and ego basically what he says like the the best way to get away from ego which comparing ourselves to others is like a form of ego is to get off social media as much as possible so i've i've come to see myself as a producer of social media on youtube if youtube is really a social media but i i really try not to consume i don't have the apps on my phone uh, if i need it i can always look on my computer but it's just doesn't really add much to my life and uh, it's you know it's designed to be addictive and so that has really helped me i think just living my life instead of spending all of my time looking at other people's lives but it's so true like i never even like thought or heard anything about like how it's like an ego thing as well like comparing yourself to other people and i guess that that is so true how dare you compare yourself <laughs> to me <laughs> how big do you think you are <laughs> sorry when you, well, your standards are just so high joe it's just it's hard but no that that is, that is so true and i guess it is it is all about the ego and i am definitely like a massive sucker for social media like <laughs> <laughs> okay joe oh, you yeah. laughed too hard too hard <laughs> yeah i, mean, I no, think we were hanging I mean. out and jonah was like why don't you have the app downloaded <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say because we, when we went out for dinner for your birthday like yeah. and you were like on instagram but like you had like the website like instagram.com open i was just like what are you i'm like i've never even seen that before i was just like i never even thought twice that instagram actually has a, a website and not just the app I was just like, what are you doing on the website? And then you said, obviously, you don't have it on your phone, which makes a lot of sense. And honestly, probably something I really need to try myself. Because even like, for example, we we just had some technical difficulties and Joe was sorting out in the middle of it. And like, I was literally just on Instagram then. And it's, it is like so addictive. And it was the, the the Netflix show, The Social Dilemma or something. Yeah, Social Dilemma. Yeah, like the... The guy who, the, the, like, there's a part on there with a guy who, he works at Pinterest or whatever, and he was kind of, like, coming up with, like, the infinite scroll or whatever. And he would say, like, even though he was the one making it, and he was making it specifically addictive for users to, like, constantly want to always use it and, like, go back to using social media, he would find himself, at the end of the day, doing it himself. Even though he created it, he would still, like, find himself being caught into the same addictive loop of, like, using social media and, like, going home and, like, having it on your mind, like, oh, I just got to check it. I just, I just want to see, like, what's what's now. I always find, I find that weird, though, because I don't find Pinterest that addicting. Well, I don't have Pinterest, so I can't necessarily <laughs> say, but I feel like the principle is the same for Instagram sure, and Facebook yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, that, that is true, but then, I don't know, it's, it's crazy because, like, I feel like, unless you have, like, a massive problem, it's hard to think, like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal, but, like, it probably it really is because you don't even notice it affecting your life anyway. Yeah. Do you know what actually has helped with that in terms of just social media stuff is I've never I'm not I'm not strong enough to delete it off my phone, but I have the I have like a limit on it. <laughs> so it's like 30 minutes for Facebook because the Facebook I find really useless. 
<laughs> like, it, it, <laughs> I feel like it should, well, I heard the, like a guy called Casey Neistat. He said like Facebook is just like a diarrhea of like all like anything social media, like like videos, <laughs> pictures, statuses, like everything. It's just go 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 go. Whereas like with like Instagram, for example, or like WhatsApp, or whatever, you can like break it down. Yeah, that's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah, I find Facebook is just full of old people posting really bad stuff. <laughs> that's true. <yeah. laughs> Facebook here's, is like here's the me and my place. chin on holiday, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so uh, Facebook I find, and it's just it's just videos and memes and stuff, but it is very good for switching off. Like it's a no brainer. Yeah, like I find yeah. it I find it kind of nice for when I just need to not think <laughs> for like five minutes. Um, and then Instagram I find a bit more valuable because I do actually see what what my friends are up to, and that is actually that is really nice because I have a lot of friends from around the world, so it is good to see. But then it goes and it feeds into this whole. You know, but then when you see them doing other stuff, you're like, "Well, why am I not doing that stuff?" And it's just like that's comparing mm. yourself to others and ego stuff again. And I do have this kind of desire to do stuff so I can take a picture and post it on Instagram. Although I, I very rarely post. I was going to say, when was the last time you posted on Instagram? <laughs> when we moved to London, yeah. <laughs> it's like two but and a half I'm looking ago. for like the picture to go like, "Oh, London's great." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Like, whenever you do something big, you're like, "Oh, well, we gotta get a picture." Just you know, to post yeah, because I, you know, it doesn't, it didn't really happen without a picture and all that. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. But we've not, we've, we've just told you, we told it why we're bad at it. Keaton's the only one who's given advice. <laughs> <laughs> He's a shining example. It's but I like tell tell me tell me about this theory, right? This, this I have this thing where part of the one of the reasons why I'm motivated and I want to do things is because what's the word it will fill in this gap in my self-confidence like I, I feel like if i say if i can say oh i can do this i can do that or i've done this or i've done that it will help build like a state a stable kind of foundation for my self-confidence mm. and i do that so i can feel comfortable when i see other people doing this and that i mean i'm, I'm really good at examples <laughs> really good at specific. No, it makes sense it makes sense yeah yeah um I don't know. What what do we think about that? That's a good question. Go on, Keaton. You're the, say, you're the I'm wise one. I'm waiting for you, because I feel like he's the only one that's actually like <laughs> making positive steps in his life. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Jonah, but I'm really I'm really yeah. indicating to Keaton. <laughs> don't don't bring this over here, yeah. Joe. I don't have the answer. Just as as just as a side note for um, just quality, purpose, and stuff. Like we're this is so we're in tier two right now in in London, so we can't actually be in the same house. Otherwise, we would have Keaton over, but we're being obedient. Look at us, look at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking about this today, actually, and I, I was writing something, and it was called Balancing Ambition with Stillness. And I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about. I had kind of an existential crisis six-ish months ago where I was like, I don't think anything, like, what matters? Like, I, I can't believe I've, like, everything I've done up until this point in my life has just been informed by other people even when i thought i was being intentional about it it's still been just the expectations of others or just me following uh the the many the great and the powerful you know but Um, i think what i realized i I considered like a lot of things like withdrawing from society completely actually there's there was a point where i was like thinking about doing permaculture i'm not sure if you guys have heard of that but you no no what's that you basically just go live on a farm and they like pay you they don't pay you they you have enough to eat and you work for like four hours a day to work on the farm and then you, the rest of your time is yours um oh, wow. so I, I was like <laughs> <pretty> nice, <laughs> yeah it sounds really nice right and I, I thought about it 
but then I, I think I realized like, oh, I'd rather engage with society in a positive way, a way that I love and that I care about, uh, rather than just like withdrawing completely. And so to your question, Joe, like, is it okay to do something? I think the question behind the question is, is it okay to do something just because we want to have more confidence or we want to be able to seem cooler in front of other people? I think it's okay. And I've thought a lot about it and it's honestly, Mm. it's just one of those things like we're, we're social creatures and we want to be, we want approval. And as long as we're kind of recognizing the, the motive behind what we're doing and it's not all completely just self aggrandizement and, um, ego, then it's totally fine to chase dreams just because it seems cool. Like that's, <laughs> that's part of the process, I think. And, and eventually when we're, we've, we've chased those dreams, um, we, we won't need it quite as much because we'll be happier inside. He's a wise guy. He's a wow. wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we've needed on the podcast all this time. Yeah. <laughs> we've been going around in circles for two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. And I, I think you're right. I think, you know, looking back at what I've done as well, that I am a bit more self-confident. Like, I, I'm still working on other things, but I look back and go, no, I have done this, I have done that. <laughs> Again, really good. I'm working on my examples. But <laughs> it, it does give me some confidence in certain aspects of my life. Maybe less so in dating, but like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not all as, we're not all as good as Keaton's. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. So you've also spoke a lot about in your video about kind of you know, self-critiquing and self-analysis. Mm. But sometimes, you know, people can take it a bit too far and kind of be too critical on themselves and too self-degrading and things like that. How do you find a way to be self-critical of yourself in a positive way that helps you progress and learn? Yeah, that's a great question. Um there's this principle of stoicism have you guys studied stoicism no just always assume the answer is no when it comes to this stuff (laughs) (laughs) but i'm willing to learn and i want to hear this uh, isn't it isn't it the i mean i i I could be wrong but isn't it like kind of the study of like oneself not really it's it's all about nope (laughs) (laughs) trying to sound clever got shut down always assume the answer is no (laughs) and that's the end that's all we have time for how do you survive your 20 (laughs) well i mean to a degree it is but it's mostly just about uh understanding what's in your control and what's out of your control and that that was my second guess yeah okay great yeah (laughs) so anyways there's this thing in stoicism called contemplation of the sage and what you're supposed to do is think you know what would this person do so whoever you're comparing yourself to so if you really look up to your dad like oh what would my dad do this is like an evening routine type thing you just think what would this person do if they were me right now and that i think we can take a step further and just say what would i do what would the best version of myself do in this case and that's a healthy way if we incorporate it every day as like part of our practice of just living instead of living unintentionally for years and years or months and months and then just having like a breakdown because we hate ourselves i think it's much better just to kind of have like slow or a tuesday as i like to call it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um wait did you say did you say tuesdays <laughs> yeah, yeah tuesday don't don't always don't take me too literally though it's okay <laughs> sometimes it's a wednesday sometimes yeah, it's yeah. a wednesday weepy wednesdays <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I think it's just like small daily, um, 
thoughts about how we can improve instead of, you know, these big changes are, is going to make it more manageable. I, one more thought about this and I'll, I'll let you guys talk, but I was talking no, to, no, no. I somehow got uh, through an interesting series of events. I was on a zoom call just like talking to this multimillionaire last week and I had like 20 minutes just to ask him anything. And one of the things I really love that relates to this, he says, iterate yourself like a software product. So I'm actually working on sort of like a software company right now. And there's so many bugs. And I, every time I find a bug, I have to go like describe exactly what this bug is and send it to the developer. And we have like this system for tracking it. And so I don't think we have to do be that meticulous with our, ourselves but we can kind of see it that way like okay i'm just not finished yet this is just version one of myself and there's these bugs that i need to work on and that's all they are they're bugs like i'm still functional i'm still worth something but if i want to become version two version three of myself you know ios 12 eventually then <laughs> i need to start today by just working on little bugs <laughs> so which ios are you like is that like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm an Android. Oh, get out! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! You'll never make it. I shouldn't say that. Like a good, <laughs> it's like sixty percent of our listeners listen on an Android oh, uh, devices and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, good job, Joe. Alienating <laughs> them already. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that does make sense. Though that was a really perfect answer. Honestly, that was really good. What was the question? Um, self-evaluation self yeah <laughs> thanks for listening joe <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking about the iphone thing yeah. um yeah i uh, yeah no very much agree it's always that balance isn't it? and it's that higher perspective yeah that's that's the thing isn't it like when you like it's so easy to get bogged down the nitty-gritty the, the minutiae of everything and like oh i didn't do this perfectly today or you know uh, so and so and so on but it's that like that bigger perspective no people still love me uh you know i've got a job like i'm i'm decent at this like you know etc etc like i'm not you know i'm not you know i'm not running a drug ring or whatever <laughs> speak for yourself joe but <laughs> i told you i'm working on my examples <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's it's kind of remembering that higher thing and going okay just just one little step tomorrow is good and i'll be happy with yeah that. and then another little step tomorrow it, it is finding that balance it isn't you know it, it's not i don't think it's good to be like ah like i i'm completely happy with myself like i'm completely like now nah, i don't have anything to improve i'm just gonna sit on my backside all day etc etc but at the same time, if it's not making you happy, then you're not doing that right. You know, it's improving should ultimately make you happier, not make you worse off. Yes. Hopefully. Couldn't have said it better myself, Joe. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe I'll start my own competing YouTube channel. <laughs> Do it. iOS 13. <laughs> Um, a couple episodes ago, Joe and I were discussing this TED Talk that we listened to, and they mentioned oh, a quite yeah. an interesting question on there that we just kind of want to pose to yourself. Okay. Because you've clearly, you're a very good guru here. <laughs> um, the question was, if you're on a desert island with your best friend and you're about to die, what is the one piece of advice you'd give to your friend? So my, I know my friend's going to make it home, or 
I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure. No, your best friend at this point is a uh, coconut. <laughs> that you've it's like castaways. It's like a volleyball that like you come along. You kind of, uh... I think so. The I think it's slightly different. The the question that um, was posed in the TED talk. It's it's about kind of your legacy, and it was to a young child. So you know the young child's going to survive. You know help's coming, mm. but you you know you're not going to make it. So you wanna you want this child to live life to their best, and therefore you want to give this one last piece of advice. I would say if you're careful enough, nothing good or bad will ever happen to you. Ooh, that's quite deep. <laughs> yeah. Expand. Joe Ex- is processing. <laughs> Expand, kind sir. That's probably my all-time favorite quote. Uh, it's actually from my paternal, or no, my maternal grandfather who I never met, but he he would always tell my mom that, and she would always tell me that growing up. And it's just so true, yeah. like the... I can kind of see why you took the path that you took <laughs> and why, why you're such a deep thinker. If that's what you grew up with. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you think about it, like we, uh, another quote that I heard, I don't agree with fully the other day, but it's, there are no solutions, only trade-offs. And there's just mm. no way to tell whether the path that you're taking is going to be 100% the right path until you take it. And, it's usually not going to be 100%. It's always going to be, you know, a really good decision could be 80 to 90%. And I think just embracing that and saying like, this is, this is 80 to 90% of everything I ever wanted. And just being okay with that and still trying to improve, still trying to do what you want with your life, but recognizing that if you don't take risks, then yeah, again, nothing good or bad will ever happen to you. And it's been, just like take risk at the payoffs when it doesn't work out. Just pick yourself up off the ground and keep going. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, and it fits well with the other podcast episodes we've done so far this season. <laughs> this is all tying together perfectly in all fairness. And I, I think it really rounds off what we were talking about at the beginning with that OCD, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's not perfect. That's that's okay. G- give up on this idea. Like, it doesn't mean stop improving, but just give up on this unreachable unattainable ideal that we have for right now and be happy with where we be grateful for what we have you don't necessarily have to be happy but be grateful for what you have and with that will bring peace mm-hmm. and strength and calm and the happy moments will come along the way as they go up and down but like you said it's 80 90 percent great and 20 percent crap yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that's okay. I had some pretty bad news today at work, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's sometimes it's crap, and sometimes. and that's that's okay, yeah, yeah, brilliant. And that we you've, you've seen, I mean, maybe to us, we don't know what it is to you, but you seem pretty perfect to us. You seem to give some pretty. <laughs> oh, you had to up my compliment, didn't you, Jonah? You had to one up there. <laughs> I feel like you give us pretty good advice. But there's one question that we do always like ask our guests that come on the show. What is the most embarrassing moment that's happened in your 20s? Just to kind of seem more realistic to us all. Has anything embarrassing happened to you in your three years so far? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. I only have three years to think about it or three years to pull from. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is a really long episode. If I'm on on Joe's timetable for my introduction, then it might take that long. Um, You know, this wasn't... I don't know. I don't get embarrassed very easily, but this is one that it'll embarrass me to tell it to you. So uh, this will be good. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So this is actually just a few months ago. I made a friend out here. I know. Very impressive making friends. And we went on a run (laughs) in the morning and 
Uh, I was like, you forgot to wear clothes. No, I, I definitely wore clothes. Yeah, because I <laughs> I ended up having to. Yeah, you'll find out why I remember the fact oh, okay. that I was wearing clothes. But we went. It was probably like a seven and a half, eight mile run that we did through London, and he had to. I was fine to keep going, but he just kind of like capped out at around six and a half miles. So we still had like a mile ish to walk back. And I was just thinking like, Oh wow. Like I really have to go to the bathroom and it's, it's locked down. Uh, right. So you can't, if it was a normal day, like it was, it was to the point where I was like, all right, I think I, I, I would, was considering just knocking on somebody's door. It was like seven thirty in the morning, but, <laughs> and if COVID wasn't going on, I probably would have done it. But yeah, I had to go number two really, really bad. And so <laughs> That's, oh, and, and yeah. it was about equidistance from my house to my friend's house. And so I was like, oh, I'll just go to my house. And he, so he was like, okay, bye. And about 30 seconds after he left, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so I walked like, oh my a, God, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I walked a, a solid quarter mile with just a huge load of crap in my pants and <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> uh, just crisscrossing the road to make sure i didn't walk too close to anybody who might smell <laughs> um, good job it was locked down and there wasn't too yeah. many people as well Gee, how long did it take you to walk back uh, it was probably e- extra long now because you've got yeah. <laughs> just i was thankfully along. fairly close but it was probably an, a good 10-ish minutes to walk back um, no, not, not that much, maybe seven, seven minutes. And then I, I got home and I, you know, obviously hopped right in the shower, but my flatmate who was, was working a night shift at the hospital got home and I didn't know this until later, but she was like, yeah, I walked home that day and it just reeked. It was so stinky. Like I couldn't figure <laughs> out what happened. <laughs> uh, <and> so I, <laughs> I came out of the bathroom and, um, you know, just kind of told her what happened, explained the, the noise or the smell and we had a good laugh about it. But yeah, that was, that was, uh, Oh, but do you know, I would not have told her. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I know. I don't know why. Like, how interesting. Like good job. It's gone now though. Right. But, um, bless your heart. Kian. Good for oh, you. Dear. That is, that's a good story. Thanks. That is a good story. See, it, it doesn't embarrass we, me too much to tell you guys, but it does embarrass me that this will be on the internet after this. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that popular. It's all right. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so just uh, the last kind of thing we like to do as well is we have a section called uh, This Podcast is Not Sponsored By. It's where we talk about things that, that really get on our nerves. So, Keaton, what is something that really, really gets on your nerves? Uh, okay. This is like more serious, but the thing, I think that really bothers me is fixed mindset in people. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to let it bother me, but it, it was me a long time ago. Like a couple of years ago, I I was very fixed, just like this is what life is and I can only make certain things happen. And since I grew out of that, I think I despise it even more. And so what I, when I see somebody with uh, a fixed mindset, it's really hard for me. That's true. No, that is quite annoying though. Yeah. Trying to have a conversation with someone with just a fixed mindset, it's really kind of hard. That's the big, big issue that we have with politics right now, isn't it? Really? Well, I brought politics. I know, yeah. into the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> and that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not really want to go down right at the end of the podcast episode <laughs> but 
but no, that is it's that is important. True. We listen to each other. That's that's there the point go. that I'm trying to make. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's uh, awkwardly move out. <laughs> <laughs> that is that was a really good that was a good point though. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Keaton. So, uh, Keaton, where can people find you? Yeah, so my you just look up my name, Keaton Walker, on YouTube, and then also on Instagram. Those are the best places to find me. I also write a little bit on a blog, which is just my name dot blog. Keaton dot blog first name <laughs> Keaton <laughs> not my name dot blog <laughs> very good and Jonah where can people find us so if you want to find us you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at how do you survive your 20s or you can visit our website at how do you survive your 20s dot com or you can find or you can email us at how do you survive your 20s at gmail.com you want to hear your stories as well similar to Keaton if you've ever you know crapped your pants we'll want to hear about it <laughs> <laughs> very specific request (laughs) (laughs) there can be other stuff but I feel like they're the funniest stories very good very good well thanks again Keaton take care and we'll see you all soon thank you guys thank you very much see you later take care bye bye Sorry? We're too late. Oh, well. <laughs> Hello? Can you hear oh, me? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It just sorry, wasn't I, funny. I, 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 I just didn't get the joke. <laughs> no, it's not you, Kian. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Sorry, so, I just uh, interrupted that really sincere moment. <laughs> Carry on, please. Ignore, ignore the idiot in the corner.
getting rid of these thoughts and oh, so we're too late moving oh, on well. from them. <laughs> sorry we're too late oh well <laughs> hello can you hear oh, me sorry yeah yeah all right it just sorry, wasn't I, funny I, I, I just didn't get the joke <laughs> no, no it's not you Kian. don't worry <laughs> Sorry, so, <laughs> I just uh, interrupt that really sincere moment. Carry on, please. Ignore, ignore the idiot in the corner. Yeah, yeah. 